Now tonight we're going to be looking at another parable and the parable is the parable of Lazarus and the rich man. Quite a very popular parable in the Bible. Lazarus and the rich man. I hope we're excited like we always know. When we come, we come to the presence of the Lord with great expectation. We come with with the attitude that yes, we're going to live with a change. Remember, a change is an addition or a subtraction. Yes, an addition or a subtraction. We're going to be having a change before the end of this meeting tonight. Oh, so, therefore, let us pray before we read the book of Luke, chapter 16. Father, Lord, we thank you. Lord, I thank you for the grace given to every one of us at the church at Ogba to be named with the family of Christ. It is the greatest achievement. It is the greatest miracle. It is the greatest honor. It is the whole reason why you came to die for us, Lord. We bless you, Heavenly Father, for the love and the grace that you have given to us, for us to be named the family of Christ, both in heaven and here on earth. We don't take this as, a, as, 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 as um, what we, we earned, Lord, we don't take this for granted. We are so grateful, Lord. What am I saying? We thank you for the very salvation of our soul. Thank you because you have redeemed us back to God through your blood, Lord. Thank you because you have peace with God. Yes. Thank you because the wrath of God we have escaped. We have escaped. We have escaped. Thank you because we shall see you. Wow. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We worship you. Thank you, Lord, because as we read your words today, you give us understanding. Holy Spirit, thank you because you make us of quick understanding. Heavenly Father, we are not here just to, to, to waste time or just to do any ritualism or any, any religiosity, Lord. We are here to hear from you. Lord, I submit myself to you, Lord, that you might speak through, your through me to your people, Lord, that you might speak to us all. That we are edified both in spirit and in our soul in our mind in our heart and in our life lord thank you heavenly father for we pray in jesus name amen and amen and a luke chapter 16 that's where we're going to find the story of um lazarus and the rich man the parable we're going to be talking about tonight and the book of Luke is the only book, is the only gospel that's accounted for this. The story of Lazarus and the rich man can only be found in the gospel of Luke. It can only be found in the gospel of Luke, unlike some of the other parables that you will find in the remaining gospels. The, 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 the parable of Lazarus and the rich man is recorded only by Luke. So let's turn our Bible to Luke chapter 16. We'll read from verse 19 to verse 31. From verse 19 to verse 31. I read. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple 
and fine lining linen and fed sumptuously every day and there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table moreover the dogs came and licked his sores at and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom and the rich man also died and was buried and in hell he lifts up his eyes being in torments and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom and he cried and said father Abraham father Abraham have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am in torment in this flame but Abraham said son son remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things and likewise Lazarus evil things but now he is comforted and thou art tormented I'll say that again now he is comforted and thou art tormented and beside all this beside this fairness beside this justice between us and you there is a great gulf fixed so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot even if they wish to neither can they pass to us that would come from thence then he said i pray thee therefore father who would pass from hence to you cannot even if they wish to neither oh. can they pass to us that would come from thence okay sorry about that um zoom just came back um but i guess brother Mano is um, streaming. Okay, sorry about that. I'll continue. I'll continue from verse 27. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house, for I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and his prophets, and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, no father abraham but if one went unto them from the dead they will repent and he said unto him if they hear not moses and the prophets neither will they be persuaded though one rose from the dead this is the word of god wow let me look at where we can start from tonight sorry i was distracted by this um, zoom connection but we're up and running now now we will try to i will try to draw attention to two different things i will try to um to as the as the holy spirit would lead me to um interpret this parable literally and also the real meaning 
to look at it literally the details that jesus was um revealed to us here and to also look at it you know the the meaning why jesus gave this parable the meaning why jesus gave this parable now we'll start from the details that jesus gave in this parable we'll start from the details that our lord revealed to us in this parable now let me draw attention to some characters i learned that from um, um one of the leaders that led on tuesday last week now the characters that we have in this in this uh, parable we have the rich man we have lazarus we have moses and the prophet we have hell and we have abraham's bosom those are the ones that i want to draw attention to we still have others i want to draw attention to the rich man lazarus to moses and the prophets to um, hell and to abraham's bosom right we have the five brothers and we have abraham himself as well right um but i'll just draw attention to these five characters and um, two places in the five list that's with the rich man lazarus moses the prophet then we have el and then we have abraham's bosom now let's look, look at the verses one after the other now jesus talked about a rich man the certain rich man and he, he gave us an idea of how rich indeed this rich man was by telling us a little detail there that he was clothed in purple and fine linen now purple is um, associated during the time of jesus and even in the bible in general because we can see that even in revelation purple is associated to the rich to to um to to luxury yeah let me put it like that so we can see that indeed this man was was rich and this man and jesus's attention to us the detail that was preached here by jesus is the the reality of the man the, he had material wealth yes he had material wealth he had a lot of money he had a lot of assets yes in fact to still add color to that detail jesus went on to explain to us that he fed sumptuously every day oh yes meaning that he was lead, um, eating like a king i wonder what that um what um esv will have to say or amplified we have to say because um with luke 19 that that's sumptuously but i'll move on you say so you see we can see that details there that this man was indeed rich now the focus i want us to pay attention there is material things yeah I, like i said that we um, i'm going to try to look at the parable from two perspectives first of all the details the literal meanings right and also the real meaning that jesus meant and the message the 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 moral of the of the parable yes the esv also have it as sumptuously every day yeah so let's continue said and there was a certain beggar named lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores now we see another another character lazarus now uh many people say that jesus was actually this parable among all of the parables that jesus gave this parable was a real um real case 
or let me say it was um, um it was real because jesus was mentioning um, people that we know and was mentioning places and some people are also of opinion that it's just a parable well um i would say by the time i'm hoping that by the time i'm done we're able to revisit that view again and um, see which is correct but i think either ways we will be drawing um, enough moral from either looking at it if it's real story or not if it's a real story or not right now we see lazarus here now lazarus is this other man who was poor right oh let me add that this rich man obviously um was not working in the will of god or let me say this rich man did not know god right or let me say this rich man was just was just enjoying and focused on this life and this rich man was 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 focused on his his lust and his 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 desires and then we have this other poor man poor lazarus who was a beggar who was who was at the mercy of of people to feed him to eat right who was looking up to this rich man hoping to get at least the crumbs from his tables that he could eat and survive on something that he could you know as uh, uh, something that he could just he could just live on this is the other or the other person so we have the rich and we have the poor i'm going to be talking a lot about that in this um, limited time that we have let's read on um verse 21 and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table moreover the dogs came and licked his sores verse 22 and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into abraham's bosom the rich man also died and was buried and it came to pass that the beggar died and was buried by the angels oh i was carried sorry by the angels into abraham's bosom the rich man also died and was buried now we see we see um another detail here we're given that um, it was said that lazarus died and so was the rich man the rich man died lazarus died and then we, for the first time in this parable we hear um the phrase called abraham's bosom now abraham's bosom is um like as as against the popular thought of course it is a right thought but it's more of um in the context that jesus is saying it here is not a place to start with even though we know that abraham was somewhere which was different from where the the rich man was right but abraham's bosom the bosom here is talking about the the personal space or would have to say the when I heard when I read that word when I heard that word bosom what came to up to my mind what jumped up in me first of all was our Lord Jesus Christ who came from the very bosom of the Father or um, 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 yes yes that's it that's that was what came up to my mind in my mind rather that you know the bosom here is like like the personal side in fact, let me read the next um, line. What was he doing there? 
Abraham told us later on, he said he was, he's being comforted. It's like, I can liken this to, you know, your child falling and you carry the child and you put it on your lap, just, you put your, your arm around him and he's just at, um, putting his head on your chest, you know, and you're comforting him. This is the, 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 the literal, like I said, we're looking at the literal um, meaning, right? But then we can we, we know that Abraham's bosom we also have have, have um, understood it to be paradise or I like calling it a Odin facility or Odin place where the righteous that died in Christ before Jesus were were kept. I have tons, um, tons of Bible verses to back this up. I'll say that again. Abraham's bosom, or you might want to say paradise, is, um, um, oh, look, let me use paradise. Let me say Abraham's bosom is a holding facility or, or like a camp where the the saints that died before Jesus, before Jesus' sacrifice and the resurrection, were kept. It's like a holding facility where they were kept. And, you know, we can buttress this with when Jesus died, you know, the Bible says that he descended and, you know, he sets the captives free. And, you know, because the price has been paid now, he said that the gates of hell was shut open. He said that he break the bars at Sonda. And, you know, he said that he, the, 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 the bars of iron and the, the shackle, the, the, the holding facility was broken and was made empty. And he led all the saints to God, the Father, because the price for sin had been paid. And buttressing Abraham's bosom now. So this is a um, like a holding facility where the saints um, that died before Christ were kept. You might want to ask me that. Okay, now now that Christ has died and all of that, those of us that died in Christ now that die in Christ now, where do we go to? You know. Where are we heading to? Oh, that's very simple. That is heaven. Now the price has been paid. Now we have access to the Father. Right? But let me let us know that the final destination is not heaven. I'll say that again. The final destination of every believer, for you and I, is not heaven. Yeah? Because we know that when Christ shall come, he's coming with his saints. We know that we are coming here to reign with Christ here on earth. We know that this earth and heaven shall pass away and shall be folded like a vesture. I know that a new earth and a new heaven will be created. And we are going to be reigning with Christ here on earth. But for every believer that dies now, we are being taken up to heaven. While we await the glorious coming alongside with our brothers here, some that are yet to be given birth to, and those that are already waiting. Like Paul said, that we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Paul wrote to the, to the Thessalonians, he said that, do not be sorrowful. Don't think that um, um, when we die, and that, that is all. He said, no. He said that for Christ, let's go there. Let's go there. Let's um, go to, I'm just trying to buttress this point. Let's go to Thessalonians 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse um, verse 14 
Oh no, let me read from from verse 12. First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 12. It says, "That ye may walk honestly toward them that are without, and they that ye may have lack of nothing." Verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. Asleep here is those that are dead. That ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and arose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Can we see that? Verse 15. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we shall, and and then we, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. You see, so if any believer should die right now, we are not more going to Abraham's bosom. Can we see that? Because Abraham's bosom, or let me say, this holding facility, which I like calling holding facility, has been emptied. By Jesus Christ Himself, He has been emptied. Isn't that isn't that isn't that um, something we should rejoice over? Isn't that something we should rejoice over? But anyway, let's continue with our parable. Let's continue our parable. Okay, so it said um, in verse twenty-two of Luke sixteen, it said, "And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom, and the rich man also died and was buried." Now, it said that the rich man buried, but in the next verse we see where the rich man was taken to and verse 23 says and in hell he lift up his eyes being in torment and seeth abraham afar off and lazarus in his bosom in hell in fact the real the real um, greek translation of that is in Hades, which is referred or shoel like the hebrew will have it is the realm of the dead it's like a holding facility for those that died not knowing Christ. Those that died not knowing Christ. And just like the, the, the this Odin facility called Abraham's bosom, we can see that hell also, or, or, or Shoah, or Hades, is also a holding facility for those that died not knowing Christ. Because guess what? The final destination is not hell, it's not Hades. It's not this realm of the dead. Right? The final destination is the lake of fire. Can we see that? The final destination for those that died not knowing Christ is the lake of fire. They are going to be casted and be 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 casted, yes, to be be thrown into the lake of fire. We are currently treating eternal judgment, so I, I know that that will make more sense to us. You see? So Abraham's bosom was where Lazarus was. And we can see where what's happening in Abraham's bosom. He's being comforted. Right? He's being comforted. But um, time will not permit me to go into um, full details. I would have read some parts in Psalms to buttress this point and using Ephesians to buttress um, this Abraham's bosom um, detail that Jesus gave us here. But let's read on because I really want us to get to the to the lesson, the moral of this of this parable. Right? And he died and said, oh, okay, okay, see on verse 23, and in hell he lift up his 
eyes being in torment, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus on his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. You can see the, the, the details also of what's going on in the destination, the place where um, um, the, the, the rich man was. Now, the question you want to ask yourself is, why did the rich man end up in hell and Lazarus in heaven? Oh, sorry, in, in Abraham's bosom. Why? Why did he end up in hell? Was it because he was rich, actually? Was it because he had wealth? Was it because he was uh, clothed in purple and linen? Was it because he was he fed sumptuously? Why? Why exactly? Let's continue. We'll see this answer as we continue to read. So this man was in great torment from his own account. From his own account. He was in great torment. He was he was he was suffering. This has this is nothing like he has experienced before. I mean he had no idea that there's this kind of um 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 suffering. All he had lived through his life was to enjoy life, enjoy life, and enjoy life. And like the Pharisees said and the and the teachers of the Lord said that we have Abraham as a father in John 8. Abraham is our father. We are not born of fornication, you know. We have confidence that yes, we know we know we know who we belong to, we know who our father is. You know, he could boast that he has Abraham as a father. That's why you see that he he, he cried. He said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, oh What's going on? Ah, uh -uh. how can I end up here? Ah, uh -uh. after all, uh, I'm your child. Uh, after all, I, 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 I know you. Uh, after all, uh, I'm, I'm from, I'm, I'm from a Christian home. Uh, after all, I'm, 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 I'm a brethren from the Jewish nation, from the tribe of, um, of Issachar, that kind of thing. That I'm, a, I'm a bona fide um, uh, Jew. How come I, I am, I'm, I'm facing this torment well we can't see all of these details but we can see that this was what was going through we can we can conject correctly that was what was going through the rich man's man and how did i know he had the audacity because he still viewed and saw lazarus as a subject as that poor man as that man that was living from the crumbs under his table you know, as that man that his dogs could just play with and, and just toy with. And he had the audacity to say that, you know what? Can you send Lazarus to come to my head and just and just help me out here? Because I don't understand why I ended up here in the first place. But as Abraham has said in verse 25, I hope this is... I'm, I'm going to come back to what this might mean to us. Verse 25 says, But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things. And likewise, if Lazarus evil things. Now I will latch on that phrase, receive thy good things. Receive thy good things. Um, I don't know if Amplified will have another meaning for that um, verse 25. I'll read it again. It said, but Abraham said, Son, you see, Abraham did not did not um, refuse him and say that I don't know you, you are not my son. You are a bastard. No. Abraham called him son. That yes. I know that you have you are a descendant of mine. 
Another, you are from a, the tribe of this, this, this. Yes, I know that uh, this, 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 that, that, that. I know you know the, more, uh, the, the laws and the Moses. I know you know everything. You know the doctrine. But remember, in thy lifetime, you received thy good things. All the comforts and the delights. Thank you, sir. But Abraham said, son, remember that in your lifetime, you received your good things. All the comforts and the delights. And I think it's correct to conjecture to that. The fact that in your lifetime, you didn't live for me. In your lifetime, you are an unprofitable servant. In your lifetime, you were not rich towards me. In, the, in your lifetime, you saw me when I was naked. You didn't clothe me. In your lifetime, even though you were, you were, you were, you were confessing that you are my child, you were on an unprofitable child to me. I made no profit whatsoever from you. I, I gained, you were unfruitful. Yes. Because you were, you, were, you were captivated by the deceitfulness of riches, by the cares of this world. You were all about, focused on, just like the, the story of um, the parable of, of the man that said he was going to pull down his van and build a bigger one. Jesus said something there. We're going to read that shortly. You see? In fact, let's, let's go there. Let's take a pause on, on, on that. I'm, I'm, I'm latching on that phrase. You receive it, thy good things. Let's go to... Um, would I have, should I, um, okay, let's go to the gospel of Matthew chapter 19. Let's go to Matthew chapter 19 and read something there. Matthew chapter 19 verse, um, verse, okay, verse 23 to, to 30. I'll read it quickly. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Very I say unto you, we know the story, and this is just, um, um, the story of the young man, you know, that came to God and uh, that came to Jesus, and Jesus told him to go and do something, but then he couldn't. Verse twenty-two says, "But when the the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possession." Jesus now went on in verse twenty-three of Matthew nineteen. He says that then said Jesus unto his disciples, "Very I say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven." And again, I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Wow. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus said, Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Verse 27, Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we are forsaken all and follow thee. What shall we have therefore? And Jesus said unto them, Very I say unto you, that ye sh which have followed me in the generation when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And every man that had forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or fathers, or mothers, or wives, or children, or lands, or for my name's sake, shall receive an hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life. Verse 30. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first now how does this relate to this rich man here you see i can i would have loved us to read luke 12 also the story of the 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 um account of the man that that um, said he was going to pull down his band because he had a plenteous vest 
you know and what did jesus say he said that because you are not rich towards god in fact i, I will have us read that that line there in verse in luke 12 verse um verse 21 luke 12 21 so is that so is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward god now what is the um, focus here going back to our parable the rich man received all thy good things while he was here on earth his focus well, time will not permit me to read more bible verses to buttress this point his focus was all about this world this world this world his focus was all about enjoying this this world and in fact we can see that if we look at the 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 true meaning of this parable the rich man was not we can say that okay the rich man is an unbeliever but i i i i i i i i i would say no because he could he associated himself to abraham he was saved he's the likes of you can put him in the parable in the in the category of the pharisees right in our day-to-day -day, um, world now we say that these are the believers that profess the name of christ that know him that you know they they know that they are in fact some dare to say that they are working for him and we can see in matthew matthew chapter 7 when he said that depart from me i don't know you i don't know you i don't know you and why is that because you didn't live for me while you're on earth because you did not you did not the story just the story the the, the point jesus made when he said that the 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 rich man saw um lazarus and was just not compassionate about him and was less concerned about him made us gave um, gave us a full understanding of what he's talking about who this rich man was right and i just wonder perhaps any one of us is striving to 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 be rich in that sense by all means right and like paul said in um first timothy 6 that we think that being a child of god or knowing christ or like paul said godliness is gain that the reason i want to be the reason i want to be a believer or that i'm a christian is to be rich to make it in this world you know and 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 some even deceive themselves that you know I, I want to be rich so that i'll be able to i'll be able to to give to god I see God is solely interested in your gifts. I see he's lacking of anything or is in need of anything. We can see that all of this is the attitude that we can find in the character called the rich man. The character called the rich man. Let's see. Let's continue from um, where we stopped verse 25. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in thy lifetime received thy good things. And likewise, Lazarus, evil things, but now is comforted and thou art tormented. So I think it's right to conject that Lazarus was poor, was homeless. I mean, he had nothing. But in the midst of all of this, he, didn't, he, he did not defile himself. He knew me truly. 
in the midst of all of this i will i will be towards the last five minutes of the of um, our hour today i will explain to us what jesus really really meant and what he was trying to the message was trying to pass across to the pharisees and the people around him right and now he's being comforted lazarus and you are being tormented if you go to verse 26 let's continue and beside all this you see this beside the fact that justice is being served you you have enjoyed your life while you're on earth after all you did not know me you did not work for me you are an unfruitful um, servant you are an unprofitable servant you are on on unfaithful servant. yes you received all your reward you've enjoyed all the largesse of this world but you see apart from this justice being served between us and you there's a great gulf so that those that are here cannot pass and those that are there cannot come you see now i'll go to the next point quickly then he said i pray thee therefore father that thou sendest that's in verse um verse 27 and i said okay fine me have agreed with my faith this is another moral of the story here i pray thee therefore father that thou wouldest send him to my father's house please let Lazarus come and let him go you see this we can see the arrogancy of this rich man even in hell he still had the audacity to be to be sending someone on here and he still had the other you can see the 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 attitude here that followed him down to even hell he was still unrepentant still he was still like you know let this 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 man go to my my brethren and let him go and warn them so that they don't come to where i am and we can see in verse 29 abraham said unto them they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. You know, even if someone raises from the dead, even this mighty miracle, this is a lesson for us. That miracles don't, like we've heard countless number of times at the church I talk about, miracles don't, don't, don't bring people to, to Christ. Miracles don't save people. That's what I mean to say. Because, because you have experienced a miracle doesn't mean you're saved. Or because you witness a miracle doesn't mean that you are going to be saved. Jesus performed all the miracles to convince these people still. Lazarus was raised from the dead. They saw it. And what did they do? They didn't even want to kill him again. They even wanted to kill him again. So it's not all about the miracles. Right? He said they have, they have the, 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 the prophets. And they have Moses. They should listen to them. If they don't listen to them, they can. So this, this, this also, in a way, shows us the power of the gospel that has been entrusted in on, onto us. It's not about to desire to, to or to be seeking for a miracle or desire to do miracle. It's about the gospel. It's about going out to preach. That is all God has made available to save, and it is much more than enough to save. It is much more than enough. To save right so you don't necessarily need to go about testifying that powerful miracle and putting your own lies and your own into it just to try to convince people it will make no difference the words the genuine diluted words of God are enough now the moral of the of the of the of the of the story of Lazarus and the rich man is this you see the rich man was a type of Israel of the Jewish nation while Lazarus was the type of the Gentiles 
This was why Jesus said in, in Matthew that we read that the first shall be the last and the last shall be the first. Like I say again, the, 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 the Jewish nation is the type of the rich man. They have the word. They have the Torah. They have the laws. And, you know, they have the, the arrogancy of associating themselves to Abraham, knowing that they are saved. After all, we are a child of Abraham. But Jesus is, was in this context now, bringing the attention to, to them to let them know that, see, it doesn't work like that. Oh, no. You are rich in the word. You, have the, you had the prophets and you even killed all of them. You have the laws. You have everything. You were chosen. You were called out of Egypt. You know, and you can boast of that. But listen and listen very, very well. If you continue and you don't repent, you're going to end up in this place. It's to, to the years of Jesus' parable. It was a shocking thing to them to know that to say ah what are you trying to tell us you know like jesus will often um quote all of his words in this in parables right what are you trying to tell us and lazarus now is the gentile can you remember the woman that came to to christ in luke i was telling her that please come and help me you know my daughter and what did she say she was and uh, Jesus Jesus was like uh, no what is meant for the children I cannot give to dogs we can see countless number of times in the Bible that the Gentile nations are likened to dogs right but he was she was like oh, yeah you know what even if it is crumbs yes uh, let me let me take it I will, I will eat it and Jesus was like wow wow fantastic you know so we can see that this is a type of the Gentile nation Lazarus that is you and I and Jesus was trying to, this this is this is the the intention of Jesus's parable to the gathering like he said in Luke to to pass to them and they understood it they knew what he was talking about because it was it was well known to them you know the realm of the dead was known to them you know but to us to you and I what is the lesson what's the moral of the story yeah well, quite a lot but I'll draw attention to two today quite a lot but I'll draw attention to two number one is you see this is a very very um, big topic but I'll just try to summarize it in my own word is it a bad thing to be rich because I've heard people say that ah you know um, Jesus said that as it's almost impossible for the, a camel to go through the eye in fact not impossible it's impossible for a camel to go through the eye of a needle so is a rich man and even in um, in James now James 5 you know james dedicated a, a a reasonable verses of james 5 to addressing the rich and all and we can see that jesus was always always in quote against the rich so so what then should we strive to be rich and all i will i will answer this question in quickly let us read the book of first timothy chapter 6 first timothy chapter 6 verse um I'll read from I'll read from verse 3 if any man teach otherwise and consent not to all some words even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and to the doctrine which is according to godliness he is proud knowing nothing but dotting about questions and stripes of words wherefore comments envy strife railings evil summising summisings 
perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness, from which, from such, withdraw my, thyself. Verse 8. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, having just food and clothes, let us be let us be there with content but they that which will be they but they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and awful lust which drown men in destruction and perdition for the love of money is the root of all evil which while some converted after they have erred from the truth from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows you can see here that my answer to that is our God the gospel of prosperity or uh, 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 being rich is 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 dangerous if it is done out of covetousness or the 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 desire if you can look at if you can look at all the the the, the um, the um, places in the Bible that the rich men are associated with destruction and all of that is because of their, their act of covetousness. You see? Now, Paul was answering the question here that it's all about contentment. Because you and I are not a believer because of riches. We can be rich by any other means apart from... In fact, all other means aside Christ. But we can also be rich with all the means in Christ. Because whatever riches, I love the way someone puts this. It says that if you see any man that is rich, right, and is giving towards God and is using his riches to, to, to propagate the gospel and to bless God, you see, the reason why God will continue to bless that person is because of course, God is looking for a means, a channel, a vessel, like you read at the beginning of this meeting, to disseminate and to, to, to bless his people. And if God has found you and I, or anybody, right, God will continue to channel that resources to that person, such that the more he gives you, the more you give out. The more he gives you, the more you bless, the more you give it. But in the midst of all of this, you are not carried away by the riches. You are not carried away by the, the money. You are not carried away by it, by by the the treasures. Your focus is knowing and 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 striving to to become like Christ, right? Right. So the moral of the lesson for us of this parable is the second, the last, the last verses of the um, of the of the parable is to understand that the gospel of Christ is powerful enough to save any man. I would like to draw our attention to that. To, 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 to know that the gospel is powerful enough to save anybody. Anybody who repents. Anybody who is willing to come to Christ. As much as those that the Lord has drawn to himself. Right? So the parable of the rich man and Lazarus is a call to awareness for us. That you see... It's not all about you na being named with a church or shouting the name of Christ or saying that I know this, I know that. No. It's much more about 
striving every day to become like Christ, to be changed, to, to know him, to see him, to, to, to be profitable for him. Because this is the whole duty of man. To, to, to be profitable to Christ. Because that was what happened to the rich man. It was all about himself. It was all about himself. Yes. There is so much more we can juice out of this parable. But time will not permit us. But I hope that I've been able to make us see the 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 points that um, the hidden treasures in this parables. I will advise us and I will encourage us to even study more. And I know that God will help us and open our eyes of understanding as we read. Remember, remember that the gospel is powerful. Is powerful enough. Don't seek after miracle. Don't seek after 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 signs and wonders. No, no, no. That will not save anybody. That has not saved anybody in history. And it will not save anybody. Okay. Thank you very much for tuning in tonight. Um, we'll bring the meeting to a close now. We will um, have our meeting again on Thursday. For those of us that join, that you don't belong to the church at Ogba, we will have our meeting again on Thursday. I hope we've all been blessed. I have. Thank you very much, sirs. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for um, your word. We thank you for how much you've made us to see today. We thank you for the word of Christ. We thank you for that which you have gone to prepare for us, a place. We thank you because we know that when we close our eyes in death right now, we shall reign with you. We thank you because that when we close our eyes in death, we shall open it in your hands. Oh, Father, we are so grateful. Yeah, we thank you because we know that when we see you, we shall become like you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, because you have saved us. Thank you because, Holy Spirit, you help us to work out our salvation. You help us to work in sanctification every day. We are not full of ourselves. We are not carried away by the lajet and the and the distractions around us. We do not strive to 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 to, to gain this world, Lord. And we do not we do not assume that being um, being uh, a member of Christ is is for earthly gains. Lord, we lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven. We lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all for joining. See us all on Thursday. Amen.